You are Locked On Horn Frogs. Your daily podcast on the TCU Horn Frogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome into Locked On Horn Frogs, your daily TCU podcast. It is Thursday, March 4th. Sorry for the late recording today. Had some things come up last night, but let's do this. Let's do uh, our daily pod and talk some TCU athletics. Exciting news coming tomorrow. I think I mentioned this earlier in the week, but uh, we're going to have Matt Jennings on tomorrow's pod recording that Thursday night, and it'll be posted Friday morning. Uh, we're going to talk offseason TCU football. You know, we'll break down the quarterback situation. We'll look at some of the position changes that are gone down, the transfers that are coming in. We'll take a look at the defense as well. I have an interesting question for Matt because I feel like this TCU defense – I'm just sort of assuming they're going to be really good. But when you look at the production they're losing, it is a lot. And I, I feel like there's guys that can step in and match that. Uh, but it is significant players that they're losing uh, to the NFL draft potentially. And one of those guys is safety Trayvon Merrig. And uh, he continues to just rise up draft boards. And I saw this today on Good Morning Football. This is from Peter Schrager, who is uh, one of the hosts on that show. And he was going down his top ten prospects. And he makes this clear um, during the uh, during the segment. Like, this is not a necessarily a big board. This is not a mock draft. Like, this is just his ten favorite guys. And uh, Trayvon came in at number six. Here's Peter Schrager on Trayvon, uh, Trayvon Merrick from TCU. It's that time of the year again. We do it every year. And although there might not be a combine in Indianapolis, we're still going to give you our top 10 prospects heading into March for the NFL draft. This is before the pro days, before the teams dissect these guys and rip them all apart, and before the mock drafts really start heating up. Let's just give you an early taste of some of my top 10 prospects. We've gone through the list already, and we've done two players a day. Let's see the list so far if we've got it here. At number 10, of North Dakota State quarterback Trey Lance, who's only played in 16 college football games. At number 9, got wide receiver Devontae Smith out of Alabama, Heisman Trophy winner. Little slight, 175 pounds, might not be for everybody. Number eight, great tight end, Kyle Pitts. I have him going in the top 10. He could go as high as the top five in the NFL draft. And number seven, another quarterback, Justin Fields. Compared him to Dak Prescott yesterday. Has a lot of big game experience. Let's now go on to number six because it's my list. And I could throw a safety in there if I want. There wasn't, there wasn't a single safety drafted in the first round last year. And you know what? I'm cool with that. I'm not doing a mock draft. I'm telling you my favorite prospects. And I watched a lot of football this season. And TCU safety, Trevon Morig might have been my favorite defensive player. And I've got him all the way up at six on this draft. He plays safety. And he's not a box safety waiting to tackle you. He's not a guy who cannot move. He plays all over the field. It's like watching Teron Matthew out there. The comparison that Daniel... Jeremiah makes is Harrison Smith. I think that's really, really strong. But I almost feel like he can do a few things more. He intercepts passes, so he definitely does the center field stuff. He is all over the field like that. But he can line up at linebacker if you need him to. He can cover wide receivers if you need him to. He was all over the field for TCU. He's a hitter. Two-time, first-team, all-Big 12. Led all safeties in pass breakups around the country last in 2019. He's been one of these consistent players. I, I watch the NFL every weekend. It's like You need the number 32 on the Chiefs, Matthew. You need to have a Winfield on the Buccaneers. You need to have a Jamal Adams, Mm -hmm. someone who could fly all over the place. He probably won't go in the top 10. He might not even go in the top 20 of the draft. But on my prospect list, I know that guy's going to be a player at the next level. Trevon Moore got a TCU number six. Give me some Say it again. It's not a mock, all right? Not a mock draft. People think you have him going six overall. It's your faves. My favorites. Yes, do whatever you want. Give me some mo. 
So there you go. Peter Schrager taking a safety uh, in his top 10, which is pretty rare. And he, he broke down there. I mean, the safety position in the NFL is really um, as undervalued as it's ever been, which is interesting considering how many teams are just throwing the ball all over the yard now. But I think you see it with a team just down the road in the Dallas Cowboys. And granted, the Cowboys are not exactly uh, a great example of a well-run organization the past 25, 26 years. But you look at their safety position, and they've just gone bargain shopping. Now, I would also say there's been significant issues there, but they just do not seem to think that you should use a premium draft pick or big money on a free agent, even when guys like Earl Thomas um, has been linked to them throughout the years. But I think Merrick is a special player, and Schrager broke that down just with his versatility. You know, Jamal Adams is an interesting comparison, and Adams is really sort of an old-school in-the-box safety. Like, he he had multiple number of sacks last year, he gets after the quarterback on the blitz. He makes big hits. Um, he's kind of a more athletic Roy Williams who played at OU and then with the Cowboys for a number of years. But he's big, physical, more your traditional safety that you used to see back in the day in NFL football. And I think Trayvon can be that guy. Like You've seen him come down and make stops on uh, running backs. You've seen him uh, get in the backfield and make plays. Uh, behind the line of scrimmage which is huge but also I think that size and physicality what it really lends to in today's NFL that's going to be a big asset for him is it means he can cover tight ends and he did that against uh, Iowa State against Kohler you know he struggled a little bit a little bit against West Virginia in that uh, in that regard but he has that ability to you know go up against a big physical tight end and they're not just going to box him out and kind of moss him like they would a lot of smaller safeties. And super athletic, um, you know, can run around, make plays, can run with wide receivers. And then the biggest thing is interceptions and, and just making those plays, having a nose for the football. We saw him really take over the game against Oklahoma State late in that one and keep the pokes out of the end zone. He's done that against Texas Tech in the past. If you force turnovers in today's NFL, that's a big deal because defenses, I mean, the days of defenses that are going to hold teams to 10, 13, 17 points on a consistent basis, as much as we might lament um, that it's it's not happening anymore, I mean, just with the penalties, with the way uh, teams can go after defenses and attack them in different ways, it's almost impossible. But if you can force turnovers – that's huge because even if you give up some points, even if you give up some touchdowns in the back end, getting the ball back to your offense is going to be a big deal. So excited to see where he lands. And uh, it really feels like, you know, he's almost a lock for a first-round pick. Now, we'll see. He might end up dropping on draft night. Again, that safety position, as Schrager said, kind of undervalued in today's NFL. But all these mock drafts are putting him in the first round. He makes the top 10 in this list. Just high, high praise for Trayvon Merrigan. Another good advertisement for TCU and the program as we inch towards the NFL draft. When we come back, I want to talk about a list that came out yesterday ranking the top 10 running backs in the Big 12 and how it's very, very disrespectful to Zach Evans. But first... Let's talk about Rock Auto. Rock Auto, it's a, it's a wonderful website. You can go there. There's so many makes and models of cars now. There's so many different parts that your cars need, sensors, all these things that your car needs to function well. Well, go to rockauto.com and you can find exactly what your vehicle needs. Uh, you can compare manufacturers. You can compare prices. It's perfect for someone like me who just doesn't really understand much about vehicles, but it's also great for mechanics, people who uh, like to you know have do-it-yourself projects, can fix their own cars. 
know what they're doing when they get under the hood and look around an engine rockauto.com they have a how did you hear about us section and if you click locked on that helps us out a lot because it lets them know that you heard about uh the business at uh during one of our podcasts or in the locked on network rockauto.com reliable low prices all the parts your car will ever need go there today and get your vehicle serviced rockauto.com back here on locked on horn frog segment number two and i came across this list yesterday it was from 247 sports and they're ranking the top 10 running backs going into the 2021 season in the big 12 and I, when i saw it i was like oh i wonder where zach evans would end up on this list and i feel like they're really undervaluing the potential of zach evans here they put zach evans at number eight he was ahead of seth mcgowan from oklahoma and velton gardner from kansas uh, Gardner, I don't know a lot about. He took over when Puka Williams opted out. McGowan, uh, similarly, was kind of a reserve running back for the Sooners. And I know that Zach Evans didn't get uh, a ton of carries because TCU's running back room is very, very deep. You know, Darwin Barlow um, got a lot of opportunities. Kendra Miller got a bunch of opportunities. Evans, though, in the last couple games of the season, really emerged as the lead back. And it says in this little synopsis of why they put him at eight. Um, in two of the final three games in Evans' year, he broke out for performances of 100 yards, including a season-best 130 and two touchdowns on seven carries against La Tech in mid-December. Started very slow, not even hitting 100 total yards in his first four games, but Evans came on as of late. So I guess they're knocking him because Zach wasn't doing, didn't have a lot of production um early in the season which is fair and you know i know zach evans had some issues with having to be in quarantine he wasn't practicing so gary said we couldn't really get on the field early in the year but i think this is an example of someone just looking at the numbers and not really watching the games because yeah zach evans he was struggling to even get to 100 yards early in the year but i mean i think like the tech game where you're watching him run the ball and maybe he didn't get a bunch of carries in that game but there was no doubt he was the best running back on the field and when he got opportunities last year he was obviously the most talented guy back there now again like Kendrick Miller was uh really good for TCU and early in the season I think of the Texas game in the West Virginia game which was a little later on but he was one of the few guys that was effective um darwin barlow very solid running back can use him in some different ways but zach evans is going to be the guy and you saw it late in the year that run against law tech that he had for a touchdown i think it was early in the second half where he broke a few tackles and then just took off his ability to be physical you saw his ability to get tough valuable yards early in the season he would hit the line. There wouldn't be much there. He would drag tacklers forward for four or five yards. And then later in the year, you saw when he did actually break out to the second level and get in the open field, he's fast, he's dynamic, he can make moves. He's got to be higher than number eight. So you might ask the question, though, who's ahead of him? Well, there are a couple guys on this list that I really can't, in good faith, put uh, Zach above. Brees Hall at number one, obviously. He was arguably the best player in the Big 12 last year. So, yeah, he's got to be number one. But they put Bajan Robinson at number two. And, I mean, I know by the end of the season, Bajan had 703 yards 
and went over 100 yards in three of his last four games. But can't you say a similar thing about Robinson than you did about Evans? I mean, he didn't get a lot of carries early in the year. He wasn't getting opportunities. That was a really silly thing by the Texas coaching staff. We don't know why that was. But if you have Robinson at number two, you have to bump Evans up higher. And I would put him ahead of Letty Brown at number four. Now, Letty Brown at West Virginia had a really good season last year. Over 1,000 yards. Had nine rushing touchdowns. Was a really effective back. I think he's a solid running back. But I also feel like if Zach Evans got the amount of carries that Letty Brown did last year, if he was a true workhorse back for TCU, he would have had a better season. So I would probably end up putting Evans at five, which is not a huge jump. You know, I I would put Brees Hall at one, Kennedy Brooks at two, Deuce Vaughn at three, Bajan Robinson at four, and Zach Evans at five. But I think Robinson and Evans are neck and neck. And the only reason I give Robinson the edge is because he just had, you know, they had a similar kind of output as far as the opportunities they got. And Robinson was just, he had more production. Deuce Vaughn, he was great all year. So I can't put him ahead of Deuce. But I'd put him ahead of Letty Brown. I'd put him ahead of Sir Roderick Thompson, who they have ahead of him at six. He only had 610 yards and eight touchdowns. And he was their starting back for most of the year. I would put Zach ahead of Desmond Jackson. Oklahoma State, similar situation. They had a loaded running back room last year. Chuba Hubbard is going to be an NFL star. LD Brown was a good running back. Jackson was that guy that was kind of in the middle. And he had a really good November and December. He had 235 yards against Texas Tech. I get it. But I just think they're discounting the talent level of Zach Evans. Zach Evans, I I can't say totally and completely that, because I don't know, I'm not in practice. Listen, the reason TCU got him was because there was a lot of questions about his recruitment, right? Like, he committed to Georgia, signed at Georgia, then got out of his letter of intent. He had the weird situation in the state title game where he wouldn't give up his phone. He got suspended. He had some other run-ins with the coach at North Shore. North Shore, is a, North Shore is a great program in Texas high school football. They've won a couple state titles in a row until this past year. But, I mean, Zach was at one time the number one player in the country based on 247 and their rankings. And if he, if he would have had a normal recruitment <laughs> – then I think he would have stayed there. But as the off the field issues piled up and he didn't play in some games, he slipped a little bit. But Zach Evans is a legit five-star back. And even though he didn't rush for a thousand yards last year, I think when you watched him play, you could tell this guy was different. And I'm excited to see him next season for TCU. Coming up next, um, I got a preview of something that's coming up on ESPN Plus tonight that caught my eye. Before we do that, though, let me tell you about betonline.ag. Betonline.ag, it's run by Lee Sterling from Paramount Sports. They are your online sportsbook experts. What does that mean? Well, they give you the latest lines. They give you great sports information. Who's injured? Who's out? Who's going to play this week? BetOnline.ag, your number one source for everything in the gambling world. Use their service today. You can get a 
sign-up bonus. If you uh, go to their website and use the promo code LOCKEDON, again, that promo code is LOCKEDON, and you get a sign-up bonus. Start wagering today, betonline.ag. Final segment here on Locked on Horn Frogs, and I just happened to come across this today. I wanted to let you know about it if you want to tune in tonight. Um, there is a show coming out on ESPN Plus called Frog Ball USA, and it's a behind-the-scenes look at the TCU baseball team leading into the season. Now, I don't have a lot of details. I don't know if this is a series or if this is just a one-off special, uh, but it sounded really cool. Here's Brian Estridge, Voice of the Frogs, talking about it in a trailer that was dropped on the TCU baseball Twitter account today. The long freeze has reached its end. Now the time for baseball has been renewed. Frog Ball will be back at Lupton again. The magic. It's what it's known for. It's what we know it for. And it's what will be driving the Frogs forward after last year's sudden end. On the 12th of March, 2020, the country went into a lockdown. And with it, sports. Baseball has been on a hiatus since then. But that was temporary. As we awaited a new season, the Frogs have been busy. A behind-the-scenes look at Frog Ball USA. Okay, so Frog Ball USA dropping tonight on ESPN+. Plus Again, I don't know if this is just kind of a one-off special or if it's a series, um, but really cool that they're doing this behind-the-scenes look. I know they did something similar on ESPN+, Plus with Oklahoma State football, and that was a like year-long series, and I'm hoping that's kind of what this is. But it might just be a look back at the offseason and kind of what the team did once the world shut down last March and how they got ready for uh, this season that has started now. TCU baseball getting ready for the Shriners Classic at Minute Maid Park. They'll play um, tomorrow afternoon at 3 o'clock against Texas A&M Corpus Christi. But I'm definitely going to watch this tonight, and uh, maybe Monday or Tuesday I'll have some sort of review about it. I might pull some audio and, and take a look back at it. But excited that ESPN Plus is doing this for the TCU baseball program and uh, ready to take a look back at kind of what they were doing in the offseason before I get ready to watch WandaVision tonight. That's a really good show on Disney Plus if you're into uh, into the Marvel Comics world. So that'll do it for uh, Locked On Horn Frogs today. I'll be back tomorrow with my pal Matt Jennings. We'll talk some TCU football in the offseason. This is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.